Hey, it's Adam Sank. And if you like my radio show, you'll love my comedy album, Adam Sank, live from the Stonewall Inn. <gasps> oh my goodness. What? Fellatio? Really? Available on Amazon, iTunes, and Google Play. Warning. The program you're about to hear contains highly offensive and indecent material. Ryan, pull down your pants. <laughs> JB, you start Let's... sucking. The host, a comedian of questionable talent, speaks incessantly on topics of a sexual and scatological nature. I will fuck you, but I will not eat you. I want that fucking dick down my throat while I'm dicking him down. Okay. I hope my mother's listening. Your ass became a rosebud? Yeah, that's because I got dicked down real good. <laughs> he asks questions of his celebrity guests that are highly inappropriate and rude. Which of you has a bigger penis? Oh, that's a good one. That's a fun, good one. Going down on the clitoris? Oh, yes. Oh, I like Absolutely. where you're going with yep. this. For some reason... The word strap-on just comes right out of my mouth, Bianca. Yeah, you said come and strap-on at the same time. And he cannot stop talking about his buttocks. I think your butt is telling you, no mas, por favor. <laughs> this is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. <laughs> and now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Adam Sank Show. Today is Saturday, January 12th, 2019, and believe it or not, we are live again. Two weeks in a row. We are live. If you're listening at 11 a.m. Eastern. We might be live. <laughs> oh, really? What's going on, JB? I have no idea. I'm going to double check real quick, so I'm going to step out of the studio. Holy after fuck. We do, after we do intro. Charles from Cornhole, if you can hear us, call us immediately, 844-825-5367. He's our air test. Well, we might be live on January 12th, 2019, if you're listening at adamsank.com at 11 o'clock in the East. Uh, do call in and talk to us. Again, that number is 844-825-5367. Leave me your ratings and reviews on iTunes or wherever else you're listening to this bullshit. Email me at adam at adamsank.com. And for God's sake, can you like the Facebook page already? Um, and if you're a fan of this podcast, tell a bitch. Help me out. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Don't tell your mom. She'll be horrified by what we talk about. Um, today on the show, my special guests will be Brian Balthazar and Lauren Roosh. They are uh, two men. I know Lauren sounds like a woman, but no, he's a man. And they are the hosts of Mindless Chatter, which is a hilarious Facebook Live show. They're going to be here to talk to us about the Golden Globes, which just happened, and the Oscars, which are about to happen. And there is breaking news about that, which we will get into. But first, I need to introduce my co-host. We have a rare lesbian co-host today. And it's not Romaine Patterson. No, it is hilarious comedian Joanne Filan. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. Joanne, I believe this is your fourth time on the Adam Sank Show. Is that possible? It is absolutely and totally possible. It I think is. you might be the record holder other than uh, than Ryan Frostig. Wow. Possibly Chris Harder. Holy crap. You're definitely the, the most uh, showcased lesbian. I, 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 wow. No I lesbian am, has, has uh, I feel... graced these halls. Well, I mean, Romaine has graced the halls because she has her own show. But right, right. On the Adam Sank Show. That is, uh, I, it's, an, it's an honor. I really, What's I it feel, mean to you? It means so much to me that I can't put it into words. I don't <laughs> I like to uh, I like to thank my uh, I don't know who I would thank in this in this situation. Your cat. Okay. Oh my God. Yes. I hope they're listening. Please call in. Well, for JB, those Sam. For those of you who don't know, uh, Joanne uh, is a hilarious comedian and uh, married yeah. married to a woman. Yes, I am. For a long time, and she's a lesbian as well. Uh, that's crazy. Which I thought was a bit convenient. But was she mm-hmm. when you first met her? That's the question. She was. She was a screaming lesbian. <laughs> Do lesbians I scream? I feel like they're they're well, usually rather mild mannered. She's Latina, so oh. most of what she does is, is louder. JB, what's going on? Are we not live? Uh, I, I believe it's a side channel issue. I'm working on that right now. Just give me so should I not call for any sound clips? I was going to do uh, my... No, you can Okay, call. okay. We're still recording. We're still... Everything, everything's working fine. Right. We just... People can't hear us. So two things I want to talk mm-hmm. about before we get into the real show. First of all, we have a guest, another guest here today, my friend Eric, who flew all the way from Nashville because he wanted to see my very last comedy show at the Stonewall Inn, oh. which happened Thursday night. Uh, Eric, is your mic on? Can you say hello? Hi. Eric, Hi, welcome. Adam. What did you think of the show? I loved it. I've wanted to see you live for so many years. Get that mic closer to you. Okay. 
Go ahead. It's like a big dick here. Okay. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is creepy. Um, but yeah, I've wanted to see you for so long, and, and just I had the opportunity to fly up here. And Did I disappoint? Not at all. Good. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, this was, as you know, the third and final last comedy show. Oh the goodness. second one was supposed to be the last one. It didn't record properly. This one did record, thanks to the lovely Ken Kleiber. Aww. And here... Right now, I have a world premiere. No one has heard this yet, including the record company. No one has heard this. This is about 45 seconds from my last comedy show, which will be part of Adam Sank's last comedy album to be released sometime in 2019. Hit it, JB. And that's the other thing. Everyone's like, you know, you're, if someone, I bet if, if someone offered you a million dollars, you'd come out of retirement and do stand-up again, right? For a million dollars, you'd come back. And I'm like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> a million dollars? I've done a lot more for a lot less. <laughs> I once blew a homeless guy. <laughs> Nobody paid me anything for that. <laughs> In my defense, I didn't know he was homeless until I tasted his dick. The point is... <laughs> Barring the million dollar offer, I'm done. This is, this is it. You're seeing the last show. And I am done. But will that be the last homeless guy you ever blow? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, if you know me, um, that's a true story, by the way. And uh, my friend Scott Hernandez said, I can't believe you're saying that on stage. Like, <laughs> you, why would you admit that? Um, it was years ago at Barracuda. I was drunk. It's a long story. Anyway, oh, um, but the show went great. The crowd was really tremendous. And oh, well, even though... deserve it. Thank you. I was pissed that I had to re-record it, but I'm so grateful now. Yeah. Well, you, you just you are hilarious. God and will provide. I swear, I I get so annoyed when I see great hilarious comedians not, you know, retiring or or you know, going away or not Thank doing. You. You well, know. you know, our friend Mike Sicoli came to the show because mm-hmm. Kevin Israel opened for me. He was wonderful, oh, and Mike God, came. And afterwards, for that, huh? uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> and afterwards, Mike goes, um, "Why are you, why, dude? Why are you quitting? You're so funny." And I go, "I never thought I wasn't funny." Yeah, it's not about yeah, that. That's true. I'm not successful. I said, talk to me when you're my age. See, he's like fucking 25. I right. said, wait till you're my age. Mm-hmm. See how you feel about stand up. Whether you want to keep doing it. JB, do we have an update? Uh, I just put in a new sideshow. Hopefully, it'll take. Hopefully take hold in a minute. But we're clearly not live, right? Because yes. Charles from Cornhole would have called in. Yeah. I am oh, so Charles. upset. All right. Well, uh, we will hopefully this show will air at some point in the future. Yay. Um, I want to talk about, oh God, so many things and now we're behind. But um, we're going to talk about Kevin Hart. Yes. But um, we're also going to talk about this horrible thing that happens sometimes with with online cyber stalking. You know, one of the, the pitfalls of social media is that it gives you access to anyone right. that you want to terrorize if you are a sociopath. And um, so there's actually a, a guy in New York who is suing Grinder because his ex has used Grinder to terrorize him. And we're going to talk about that. But then we're also oh. going to talk to a friend of mine on the phone who is going through this right now. He and his boyfriend are being cyber stalked and like real life stalked oh. by this crazy person and uh, and it's it's a terrible situation because you don't really know what to do about it when you're the victim. Right. But let's talk about Kevin Hart first. So okay. <clears throat> the breaking news is that there will be no host for the Oscars now. That's exciting, actually. Are you happy about this? I don't, I, you know, I mean, I, it's just, it's it's been so crazy. I think it's probably a great idea to not even bother putting anybody in that situation. Um because I mean, although I don't know how how does that work then? I mean, are people just going to walk up and take their stuff and leave? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think just the idea is pile up the awards on a desk and people are just going to walk in and be like, oh, what this one's mine? It's just going to be a conveyor belt. <laughs> yes, twenty minute show. Yeah, exactly. I think the idea is they're going to have you know someone will come out at the beginning and do like a short right. monologue, like, like maybe, a custodian or something. Yeah, the janitor, the ca- <laughs> the, ca- the caterer. No, but. I think it'll be a number of different celebrities will come on to present, and okay. I'm sure there'll be some kind of opening musical number, but it, it, it is sad to me. Mm-hmm. And just to recap, for those of you who haven't been following this as closely as I have, um, Kevin Hart was supposed to host then uh, a number of things he had said and tweeted both in his comedy act and on Twitter over the years came back to haunt him mm-hmm. that were not just homophobic, but really violent. 
Like that's, that's the that was the key of it all. That know? he would beat his son essentially mm-hmm. if he acted mm-hmm. gay or was gay. Um, so then the, uh, he the Oscars said just apologize and you can keep this gig. He refused. He stepped down. Then he apologized, sort of. Then he went on Ellen, mm-hmm. who for some reason proclaimed. That all was forgiven and that she was demanding that he host the Oscars. How did you feel about this, Joanne? Well, to As be someone honest, who looks like Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'll play the part of Ellen right mm. now. Please. And, uh, <laughs> I can understand where she was coming from, but I was thinking about it a lot, you know. And the thing is that she knows him. You know, and she, so she knows, you know, a lot more about him than we know. So she could possibly understand more but what i think is is she's not understanding that we don't know him the way she knows him so her support of him like i can i I don't know if she can understand how we can't support him the same way she does because we do not know him right you know, we don't know whatever the Right, like, he, he may be her friend. This, yes. this reminds me of when, when Mel Gibson, when all the Mel Gibson tapes came out, and he was saying horribly racist right. things mm-hmm. and violent things to his wife that he, he hoped that she got raped by a pack of, and he said the <clears throat> N-word, and yes, he actually yes. said the N-word. Mm-hmm. And then Whoopi Goldberg went on The View and defended him and said, oh, he's my friend. I know what, I know what he's right. like inside. Fuck you, Whoopi. He's not yeah. our friend. Yeah, That's exactly. That's how I feel about Kevin. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, not to say fuck you to Ellen. Fuck you, Ellen. But okay, well, I, remember, I'm not Ellen. Well, the latest is that, um, okay, so then it looked like he was going to host again. Right. Then mm-hmm. um, there was a huge outcry against Ellen. Right, but yes. Then he, Don Lemon got involved. Don Lemon, oh. for those of you who don't know, is an African-American, openly gay CNN anchor. I like him a Terrific lot. guy. Yeah. And he gave a sort of a very thoughtful take on this and mm-hmm. said, listen, you know, I'm not coming for Kevin Hart. This isn't about like destroying Kevin Hart, but let's have a dialogue about this. Right. I would love for Kevin Hart to call me so we can talk about like exactly why people are so upset and so hurt and about the problem of anti-gay violence in the African-American community and how pervasive that is. Yes. So Kevin Hart did call Don Lemon to his credit off the air. They spoke, according to Don, they spoke for an hour, had an off-the-record conversation. Don would not reveal the substance of it because it was off the record, but he did say that he said to Kevin, what you could do right now is you could become an LGBTQ ally and really use your microphone and your millions of fans Mm -hmm. to make a difference. Kevin then went on his own SiriusXM show and said this. I don't (laughs) like the forcing. I don't like 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 Don Lemon like goes Don Lemon goes yeah. on CNN and he's like you can fix this become an ally. That's not my that's not my that's not my life right. dream. Kevin Hart apologizes for his remarks that hurt members of the LGBTQ community. I apologize. I'm now moving on from this because I'm just hoping that the apology is accepted. If it's chosen not to be accepted, I can't control that. If your fight is for equality, then you need to understand that change is what helps that. You can't get what you want without understanding and accepting the change. It's not my dream to be an LGBTQ ally. (laughs) Well, it's not a gay kid's dream to get beaten by his father. (laughs) Exactly. Apology not accepted. How do you feel? No, fuck, I mean, really. Say it. I was, yeah, fuck that, bitch. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I, I can't, oh. And, and I just really saying I apologize, he's, he's not very specific about what he's no. apologizing for. He's not I mean, the least bit apologetic. Exactly. No, no, it's, it, I apologize that uh, this is really coming into, you know, to bother my career. I apologize. That's all it is. Is yeah. just it's I, basically like get get over it, gay community. Yeah, and if you right. don't, you know what, it's you your know, fault. Yeah. He doesn't get to to tell us when and how we should accept mm-hmm. his apology, especially yeah. when that apology is clearly not sincere. You know, mm-hmm. when I hear that he spoke to Don Lemon for an hour, and I know how compelling Don Lemon is, and here mm-hmm. you're talking to a gay black guy yeah. who's really smart, and that, and you still 
yeah. take this position, then there then there's something really missing yeah. in him. There's he, there's a compassion gene, or maybe he really is homophobic. I don't know. I, there's such a, a defensiveness yeah. about it that that is like there's something behind it. There's something so much more behind it than just you know. Um, I'm I'm not wrong, you know. And also on Ellen, didn't he, didn't he kind of play himself the victim? Total victim. Yes. And it just, it's pissed oh. me off. It was this. Yeah. They, they're yes. they're yes. out to ruin my right. career. Let me tell you something, right. Kevin. I'm not out to do anything to you. Right. I just don't want to see gay kids beaten. Right. Meanwhile, this story broke this past week, and I thought that it was very timely to remind people why Kevin Hart's words matter. A Nevada father shot and killed his 14-year-old son this past week because he would rather have a dead son than a gay son. That's a quote. This is according to the son's former foster mom. 53-year-old Wendell Melton shot his son Giovanni in the apartment where Giovanni lived alone. His former foster mom, Sonia Jones, caught Giovanni with his boyfriend before he pulled out a gun. She says Giovanni was abused physically, mentally, and spiritually for many, many years. And that other family members told her the argument, told her about the argument that led to Giovanni's death and said it was over his sexual orientation. They said the father had threatened him before. This shit happens every day. Yeah. Yep. And it wouldn't take a lot for Kevin Hart to simply acknowledge that and say, I realize the power and mm -hmm. the potential harm of my words. And I'm so sorry. And I yeah. love my children. And I don't care. If they're and, gay or not. Exactly. And and the the fear of being an ally, like that's not his job. There's no, being an ally, there's no job requirements. Yes. You can just be an ally. You don't have to like go marching. Right. Just and say you're an ally. Pink and right. I don't know. It, that resistance getting, is what offends me. It's like mm -hmm. you really can't do the right thing here yeah. when yeah. it's so easy. And what, you know. Are we on the air now? Oh, okay, exciting. Charles from Cornhole, we were, uh, if you're listening, <laughs> we tried to get you earlier. Call us at 844-825-5367 and let us know that we are now live because we Hi, weren't Charles for a while. Cornhole. Incidentally, I have to make a correction. I teased that story about the cyber stalking. <laughs> That's not going to be for another two weeks. I apologize. It's for the next hour that we're recording and I'm all fucked up because I was panicking over the fact that we weren't live. So let me move on with this show, Joanne. Okay. And this study also seemed apropos because it finds that attractive people are more likely to agree with gay sex. <laughs> sure, you can bring those guys in. No, I'm the bumper. What? Oh, the Cocktails and Cock Talk? Sure, go ahead. This is a Cocktails and Cock Talk story. And now, time for another stupid story from Cocktails and Cock Talk. Yeah, suck my cock. That's Frank Liotti at the end. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Um, so yes, according to Cocktails and Cock Talk, attractive people are more likely to, quote, agree with gay sex. Wow. I didn't know there was anything to agree or disagree uh, with. Yeah, like when it's happening. <laughs> like, you're too ugly to enjoy this. I disagree I <laughs> with butt fucking. Well, basically, the idea is that... Um, <laughs> it's called source of moral per wait a minute good looks as a source of moral permissiveness this was at uh, mm. cocktails and cocktails it happened at Iowa University but I think they mean the University of Iowa <laughs> they're a British site they don't know um, it found that attractive people are also more supportive of premarital sex same sex marriage and abortion so it's really um. a question of ugly people are miserable. Oh, so... <laughs> and they're ugly on the inside. So they're Republicans? They're, oh, I see what you did there. Mm. This is why I have Joanne Filan <laughs> co-host. Uh, yes, so Kevin Hart, you're ugly. Yes, sorry. And you're short. Yes, and that, you're not funny. And oh thank you. So here was my question. Oh. As a fabulous comedian yourself. Oh, well, thank you. Before all this happened, before before we this all came out, did you think he was funny? Nope. Me neither. Not a bit. You know, stool humping, no. Sorry. There's, <laughs> I got nothing. nothing. You disagree with that? Absolutely. I, and I think I'm still not too ugly to disagree with stool humping. gorgeous. <laughs> Beautiful woman. Um I, my feeling about Kevin Hart, and I've said this on the air before, as a comedian, he is just another Dane Cook. He's very charismatic. Mm -hmm. He has tremendous energy. He might even be a good actor. But his material is hacky and lame. He has no Chris Rock. The end. Um, meanwhile, 
this story was, uh, I posted this on the Adam Sank Show Facebook page, and the reaction was extreme. Ooh. And whenever that happens, I know we have to talk about it on the air. This uh, came out of Britain. An ex-male, well, he's not ex-male, a, a male, <laughs> a former male escort, let's say, who slept with 150 men, has quit sex for a year. He went celibate for a year, and at the end of the year decided he was straight. Wow. By the way, my soundboard's down, JB, so I can't uh, play any of my sound effects. Um, Try now. I, no, I can't. I can't see them. Oh. It's, it's not set up. Dominic Hilton, who's 27, came out as gay to his family when he was 14. Wow. And said he had no doubt he would one day... Oh. And now... <laughs> <laughs> is that how of, he came this out? Is one of those shows. Yes, he played. He played my bum. <laughs> he had a trumpet come in, a trumpeter, and play a fanfare. Nice. Um, anyway, he said he's he's not even bisexual anymore. He's not the least bit attracted to men. Wow. He appeared on uh, Channel 4's Make. Oh, uh, oh my God! Are you okay? J- oh, JB just boy. fell off the chair. Just blew him Poor away. JB. Wow. This is officially the most fucked up show we've ever had. <laughs> I feel really bad. The most this fucked is up. So horrible. This is <laughs> unbelievable what's happening. Like JB, are you all right? Is it my fault? He fell completely backwards. He landed on his ass. I know. This is what happens when we have a lesbian co host. All right, let me get through this story. He said he's exclusively looking for a woman. Um, his coitus, hiatus, <laughs> as they're calling it, has permanently shifted his sexual preference. Mm-hmm. So, okay. My first reaction was, you were a male hooker and you only had 150 partners? Wow. Was he like a male hooker for a week? Apparently <laughs> for years. And he's been out since he was 14. I had 150 Jeez. partners this past year. Wow. And I'm not even a hooker. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I give it away for free. Look at you. Homeless so, man. Homeless man. Exa- including <laughs> the homeless so, uh, so everyone was Do like, this part. is bullshit. This couldn't happen. No one turned straight, especially because of they were celibate for a year. Literally mm. 10 minutes after this story came out, Cocktails and Cock Talk blew the lid off it. Ooh. Because they found a... a <laughs> it's confusing. Uh-oh. So there's a, sh- there's a gay party that happens in Manchester, England called Sugar Boy, where the dress code seems to be jock straps and very little else. Oh. So Hilton uh, sent them a, a photo of himself two weeks ago wearing a harness and said, is it okay if I wear this to your party? Two oh. weeks ago. Okay. So he may be straight, but he's still going to like gay leather parties wearing yes. harnesses. But it's like a straight harness, you know. It's a very heterosexual it's very, harness. It's like And a very heterosexual jock strap. Yes. yes. Um Cocktails and Cocktuck says it's quite the odd thing to do for someone who now swims in the pussy pool. Ooh, God, I wouldn't even want to swim there. That sounds weird. <laughs> in the pussy pool? In the pussy pool. <laughs> Too wet for you? <laughs> so basically, he was looking for his 15 minutes of fame, and it yeah. turned out to be only like 10 minutes of fame. Wow. And Cocktails and Cock Talk, you got to give it up for them. They, um, they blew the lid off this. They're doing good investigative reporting. Yes. This is still not working. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, speaking of pussy pool, Joanne. Ooh, pussy pool. Here Sorry. in the United States, in Washington State, in Linwood, Washington, a crazy woman, or at least a homophobic woman, went into a rant at a nail spa mm-hmm. at Casa Bella Spa and Nails on December 30th. There was a gay customer there named Christopher Brown. He was mm-hmm. getting a mani-pedi. She was getting a mani-pedi, as one does. Yes. She was talking on her phone with the fucking speaker on. Oh, mother. You know how obnoxious that is? Yes. So he asked her, can you please turn your speaker off? And Mm -hmm. she started screaming at him. And Mm -hmm. he took out his phone, as one does, Mm -hmm. and recorded it. And it went viral. Now, (laughs) I was going to play this for you. Mm -hmm. But the only versions that still exist online have all the obscenities bleeped out. So you can't even hear what she's saying. So... Because we have Joanne Filan here, <laughs> I have asked her to do a dramatic yes. reading okay. of what went down in the nail salon. Now, once again, this is what happened when Method. this gay man asked a woman to turn her speaker off. She said, Eat my pussy! Eat it! How's that, fag? Queer! I don't know where the hell <laughs> I that like that she from. sounds like a lesbian from Brooklyn <laughs> when she's actually... Like a straight woman. Oh, sorry. From, I, I can you do a different reading? Give me, give me like a okay. little less gravel. Okay. Uh, hmm. And a little more crazy. Let's see. So she's crazy and she's... Okay. E- oh, God, this is tough. I don't know. <laughs> I can't go anywhere but down. Eat my pussy! Eat it! How's that, 
it fig? Queer? I don't know. She's where still, is she she's from? Still, now she's from like Staten Island. But okay, thank you, Joanne. You did a wonderful job. I don't want to make her good in any way. That was a fantastic performance. I've I've never yelled that so much in my life. So everyone's on the lookout for this uh, <clears throat> for this woman, this homophobic woman. He posted it on his Facebook and now said, I'm "I hope her jumped. I hope her family and friends <laughs> see this one day and are embarrassed by his despicable behavior." There is still work to do, folks. Hashtag resist. Have you ever told somebody to eat your pussy, Joanne? I imagine you have. Uh, can't say that I actually have. No. Even in bed? No. I No. Nope. No, but I have gotten a manny and a petty. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as far as I went. You've asked people to, to uh, pet your pussy. Yes. Well, that so goes. Talking I about mean, your actual cat. Yes, exactly. My cats are my friends. As well, they should be. <laughs> well, speaking of um, anti-gay assholes... <clears throat> There's a Baptist minister in yeah. Texas whose name is Donnie Romero. He founded the Steadfast Baptist Church in Fort Worth in 2014. And he became infamous in 2016 when he praised the Pulse nightclub gunman. <sighs> said that he had done the world a favor. He's one of these like viciously anti-gay, mm -hmm. like kind of like a Westboro Baptist Church type. Mm -hmm. Well, he resigned from his ministry last week. After it came out that he had used drugs, gambled, and paid for sex with prostitutes. Ding, ding. That is, uh, that's perfect. Were they male prostitutes? Yes. You was know, it that guy? I was wondering <laughs> that myself, and I went online to, was it what guy? The, the gunman? Uh, the, no, the escort. Uh, the, the yes, <laughs> it was the escort from England yep. who flew him to Fort Worth. I like to just bring this all together. It's called a callback. And back. then they, did they go get a mani-pedi and exactly. have some crazy lady yell at them? Exactly. This is actual sound of the Baptist minister with the uh, gay escort. Oh, yes. No, apparently um, he had sex with female prostitutes, and mm. he told his congregants at a church meeting on January 2nd that he has, quote, not been ruling my house well. <laughs> Actually, I got to do a southern. I got to do a redneck accent. Yeah, I've not been ruling my house well. I've been a terrible husband and father. You should hand that to me. I'm from Tennessee. Go that ahead, sounds, Eric. Yeah, that's this is the, yeah. This is you the make best. it sound like it doesn't have indoor plumbing. This is the best decision for my family and my church to make. He would not elaborate on his alleged impropriety <laughs> because um, he didn't understand the word impropriety. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joanne. Um, he said that no one else at the church has been tainted with any of this or were involved with any of this. Um, he gained notoriety actually back in 2009 for a sermon in which he prayed for the death of President Obama. And he was criticized by the Anti-Defamation League for what it called his history of anti-Semitism. Truly a, a wonderful Christian and what a, a fabulous leader. Man. I love when these guys are brought down. Oh, I know. It it's, makes me so happy. I hate when they are brought down and then they are closeted gay men. That's I like it even more when do that Do you happens. really? Yes. I, because I just, that makes, it's like. You think uh, it just makes people hate gays more? Yes. It's, I don't know. What maybe. I hate is that these idiot congregants never learn the lesson. Like they'll no. go on worshiping at this church. They'll right. go worship the next guy mm -hmm. who, who takes over and they'll say, exactly. oh, he's, you know, he's the real righteous one. He, they don't mm -hmm. get that the whole ideology is corrupt. Because they're all brainwashed. They're fucking yeah, brainwashed. Exactly. Eric, you were raised in a very religious Christian uh, church, yes? Yes, Church of Christ. I even went to a... Not the United Church of Christ. No. The UCC no. is very progressive. Just Southern Church of Christ. I even went to a SCC. Church of Christ college. It was called the SCC, Southern Church of Christ? No, 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 no. It's just the, it's just the Church of Christ. So what kind of things were you taught growing up? Um, well, basically that, you know, being gay, you're going to go to hell. I mean, we they, they didn't, so what? They didn't allow weird. they didn't allow smoking or drinking or premarital sex. They didn't allow instruments in, in worship. Oh my god! It's very very conservative. So you would sing a cappella, or you wouldn't sing at all. So I would sing uh, a cappella. How? I were they at least good singers? They did not. Um, they were considering a lot of them were you know older people. That is so sad. Uh, well, yeah. Go ahead. Keep talking, Eric. Don't be <laughs> oh, distracted by the beautiful young men who have just walked uh, in. You have to pretend like it's not happening. Uh, um, actually, Eric, we're going to have to say goodbye to you uh, and move you over to the sofa because our well, guests for, need the mic. Well, thanks for letting me speak a little thank bit. Thank you. And thank exciting. you, Eric. Eric, uh, once again, is my fan, if yes. I'm allowed to call him that, who flew all the way from Nashville to uh, to see my comedy performance. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's lovely, and I'm so oh, glad thanks. to have met you. Now, get the fuck off the microphone because <laughs> we have an actual celebrity coming in. Um, <laughs> bye, -bye. Okay, so I'm going to do one more story before we talk to these comely 
uh, gentlemen who have just entered yes. me. Uh, excuse me, the oh, room. Oh, goodness. I feel um, so... And this is a watching. story that warmed my heart. A middle school teacher in Ohio has been charged with public indecency for masturbating under his desk in a middle school classroom. Oh. Wow. Tracy Abraham was substituting last Tuesday in a Creekside middle school classroom when students observed <laughs> suspicious behavior. This is actual audio that was <laughs> taken by the uh, students. No, it's not actually. Um, they didn't, he didn't, they didn't actually see his penis, but they were aware that something was going on because, you know, when someone's jerking off under a desk. Yeah, but maybe he was just trying to get the ketchup out of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> he was waiting for that Heinz, oh, and it took oh. forever. Mm-hmm. Um, students reported, quote, suspicious behavior. Uh, he was actually a substitute teacher. He wasn't even their regular teacher. Can oh. you imagine, like, your substitute, you know that you're already, like, barely employed. Right. And you're going to jerk off Should under be there the desk? One day. I mean, why not? <laughs> you might as well have <laughs> fun. Really? Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. He's been released from jail on his own recognizance, but he will be charged uh, with something. Um, the school district. <laughs> <He's charged laughs> with something. Something bad. Make him pay. The school district said he will not be returning, and uh, they have uh, reported the incident to the Ohio Department of Education. Oh. I mean, you have to be really out of control to, uh, to jerk off. In front of desk. students, you know, unless they're college students, in which right, case it's totally right. hot. Yeah, it's a PowerPoint. Well, this is a perfect segue to our guest segment. The um, the seventy sixth mm-hmm. annual Golden Globe Awards are now history. Joanne, did you watch them? I uh, for this uh, podcast, yes, yes, I did. Do lesbians not watch award shows? I can't. I can't speak for all lesbians. Yes, you can. I will. You then... seem to me to be the quintessential lesbian. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm bad though. I'm bad gay because I don't watch a lot of award shows. I don't think Romaine does either. I don't think it's a it's a no. It's, Romaine does but not. I love, it's not a gay chick I love thing. Movies. A... I love you know uh, the entertainment industry i love celebrities we but i just you. don't like dressing up maybe that's it well the globes aired last sunday in what i thought was an extremely tedious three-hour ceremony and the big winners were green book and bohemian rhapsody oh. which both won best picture in their respective categories almost shut out entirely were bradley cooper and lady gaga as well as their mega hit film a star is born here to talk about that and more with us are the co-hosts of hilarious uh, a hilarious facebook live chat show called mindless chatter please give a warm ass welcome to brian balthazar and lauren roosh hey, hi. Hi. hi hi gentlemen Hello. you were your beauty was so intense that it flummoxed eric he, he yes. was cut off in mid-sentence when you walked in <laughs> it, we have that happen all the time lauren am i saying your name right lauren yes Roosh? you got it right it's a fabulous name thank it you is. kind of a drag name it is a total drag name yeah. lauren Roosh. Yes. Roosh. there's a lot of basic Roosh. supporters and i call them his roosters Are, is brian's Ooh. mic on am i on hello hello I don't Can sound we, like I'm on. Uh, yeah, you sound very quiet to me. Yeah. I'm a very faint. Jack up, on. Uh, jack up orange. Get up there. there I'm going to get up on it. Nice. Okay. I was saying that Lauren <laughs> has a lot of fans, and I call them his Roosters because his last name is Roosh. And what are yours called? I don't have. The Balthazar. I don't have any. I don't really have any fans. <laughs> Sounds like a sci fi thing. <laughs> I am the leader of the Balthazarians. Before we talk about the gloves, we have to talk about the breaking news surrounding mm-hmm. the Oscars. Yeah. No host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? It's just a hot mess, isn't it? This yeah. year has been a rough year for the Academy because you remember back in August, they were like, we're going to be irrelevant. So we're going to introduce <laughs> a new award called like popular, like a best, best achievement in popular film. film, which means like, <laughs> in other words, nobody watches the movies that are nominated. So let's nominate one that people went to see. Like, right. You know, a, and that lasted 24 hours. Yeah. Right? And then people really universally <laughs> hated it. So, so now they can't get the, the host thing worked out. So mm-hmm. in a weird a way, mess. I'm kind of excited about it because I feel like the host tries so hard hard mm. and it kind of holds up the show and the academy awards is like the longest mm. thing in the history of the world yeah as it is so this might yeah. cut like a good half hour out although of the show. they've had bad precedent the last time they did this was when they had rob lowe and snow white come out they're like oh, oh this is a disaster oh. do you remember that was there but was was there no host that year there was no host that year oh there was not oh. i don't think that they've done this really? before and i think that was the last time there was oh. no host i mean listen as a former comedian yeah, I feel like the as ho- of recently as of yes, recently as, as last of Thursday week. night, I feel like the host slash MC for any show sets the tone for yes, the night. Yes, I agree. I think I you agree. need a host, mm-hmm. and without yeah. one, it's just it's it's yeah. already a boring show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. now it's going to be worse. And I like what it a little funny. I want someone funny up there yeah. to like kind of. You need them to make fun of them a little bit because mm-hmm. it's taking itself so seriously already. Absolutely. And there's nothing worse than people who aren't funny who are written really funny lines Ugh. to try oh, to pull that off. That's the worst. Yeah. worst. Sandra Oh. So, <laughs> oh, like we her. talked about this at, at length at the top of the show, but okay. 
briefly, how did you guys feel about Kevin Hart and his so-called apology? Half-assed. If we're, since we're on the ass show, I was yes. like, everything about his apology was half-assed. And even then, his like, I'm not going to apologize again was half-assed. And then he used the word choice, a person's life choice. I just... I think now more than ever, we just need that story to go away, yeah. and including him for a while. Just yes. go away for a little while. He's never going to be who we want him to be, so I just don't want to really hear from him right now. I'm yeah. kind of over him a little mm, bit, to yeah. be honest. Although I will say, I sometimes, I, I'm reluctant to ever say, let's just like shut someone out forever, because you know, my dad, if I kind of like judged my dad based on the way he spoke and the way he felt about things 20 years ago, I wouldn't have a relationship with him now. Mm-hmm. So but there your, is a, your dad, a process. Your dad doesn't have millions of people that. That's true, but that's why we word. need to teach these people who have millions of fans why the words they use are wrong. Sometimes. Well, Don Lemon mm-hmm. spent a good hour on yeah. the phone with him, and he still came back and said, It is not my dream to be an LGBTQ ally. Well, that's, so fuck him. Yeah. Right. Well, that, that's true. Yeah, there's some point where you just have to say go away. And so, you know, sashay Let him away. act. And if you want to see yep. his films, fine. I just, I'm kind of tired of trying to turn him into someone that he just right. isn't. He's right, not going right. to be who we want we're, him we're to be. We're not calling for a boycott. Right. Yeah. I never thought he was mm-hmm. funny. I was never going to go see his yeah. films right. or his shows. But if other people want to, good. I just don't want him hosting the gayest night of the year. Right. Sure. Agreed. So who would you have liked to have seen host? I'm still big Team Ellen fan. I think that she's funny. Even though she was a, an apologist for him i do just because i still think that in the moment of those three and a half hours i'm going to laugh she's going to bring it down to a more human level and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch and i think that at the core i like what she stands for and who she is a lot brian i would like melissa mccarthy and friends <gasps> i think you know the fact that she has a really good film out right now would, how can you ever can you ever forgive me oh, yeah. and and so she's got a she's shown that she's able to break out of her kind of shtick but she's also hilarious she's brilliant. and her circle of friends like just bring everybody from Bridesmaids out at some point and just be funny and like have some fun with it who would have been your first choice Joanne? Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg oh, oh my god yeah. Yeah. They I thought you were going to say Ruth Buzzy love, love, which I yeah. also would have supported I, actually <laughs> any Ruth either really? the ghost of yeah. Ruth Buzzy yeah. Ruth, <laughs> Ruth Buzzy <laughs> follows me on Twitter oh, yes, wait is she still am, alive? yes yeah, I follow her oh I thought she was dead and she follows me on Twitter there's certain people that follow you back you're like oh my god my apologies Apologies to Ruth so, Buzzy. I yeah. thought she was uh, no longer with us. I would have loved. Uh, well, I would have loved a person of color this year. So I would mm-hmm. have loved either uh, RuPaul, mm-hmm. who I think oh. would have been really yeah. timely yeah. and sort of yeah. perfect as an answer mm-hmm. to Kevin Hart, or oh, uh, Wanda Sykes. I was going to say, uh, yeah. Sykes. Yeah. to have yeah. a queer woman How up there. How about Jeff Goldblum? Everybody seems to enjoy him. I don't know that he can do comedy like that kind of he comedy. He doesn't need to do anything though, apparently, for people to like him. That's true. He really? just is. It's like People his character like of oddness is kind yeah. of Odd. embraced. What did you guys think of the Globes overall? Well, Ryan. Lauren, um, I I have to say I always watch them on a delay so I can fast forward a little bit. So fast forward through the commercials, fast forward through some, through some silliness. I actually, I, you said something about Sandra. I thought I thought it was kind of charming. I thought she was charming. I liked Sandra. I found the show kind of safe and sanitary. I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't going to be the thing that you're going to remember at the end of the year. It was just kind of like it served its purpose. A little boring, a little bit fun at times, and it was kind of like it was kind of like a B minus. Well, Joan Rivers is gone, and I think that and when she stopped doing red carpets is when an element of humor to these events also disappeared. Well, speaking of which, you know, uh, to me there were no memorable moments of right. the telecast itself, right. but there were a couple mm-hmm. memorable moments that happened around the Globes, and right. one of them was yeah. this uh, Lady Gaga interview. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You guys oh. said, we have the sound, but one of you set it up yeah. for us. So, so uh, Nancy O'Dell was interviewing Lady Gaga on the red carpet, and many people who saw N- L- Lady Gaga, she had this big kind of lavender gown that had these puffy, uh, like, kind of shoulder sleeves. L- I don't know how you even describe it. I'm not a fashion expert. But um, many people were saying it was inspired by Judy Garland, what she wore to the Academy Awards red carpet for A Star is Born. It was kind of a Cinderella dress. Yes, and people started saying it immediately. The only person who wasn't aware of it was Lady Gaga. So, <laughs> so Nancy O'Dell, some producer hands her an iPad, and she shows it to Lady Gaga. And she's like, look, it's, uh, it's clearly Here's inspired Judy by Judy Garland. What, what do you think? And then she said this. Head it, JB. Dress. Oh, it's phenomenal. I understand it was inspired by Judy Garland. Is this true? Oh, look. You know what? I don't... I... N- we didn't say that. Uh, no, but it, it looks an awful lot like that, it doesn't, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? <laughs> so the, the Awkward. Best, uh, yeah, the best part is... And I, you know what's going through your mind. Like, did my designer... Was he inspired? Didn't tell me. This was never part of the plan. And you don't... 
very often you don't really see her speechless so yeah. that was kind of but the internet kind of blew up and thought and there were so many funny comments like um, one of them was like when Donald Trump says Mexico's not going to pay for a wall and you play the clip of him saying they're going to play for the wall and it's like oh I didn't say that or uh, uh, when your mom catches you with Zac Efron naked on your internet history oh I you know what I don't I I mean, it looks an awful lot like that. It? <laughs> You'd think she would just be like, of course. Yeah. But she was genuinely stunned. Right. Genuine. Yeah, genuinely stunned. And I think that thing. I mean, it's not, it doesn't look like someone tried to rip off the dress. It looked right. like someone tried to pay homage right. to the dress. Right. Without telling the person wearing it right. that they were paying homage to Right. But, and I think those are always the best moments. The ones that surprise you, the ones that are awkward. Those are always mm. the things you walk away with. And there aren't enough of those. <laughs> Correct. Oh. Lauren, what about this Fiji water girl? What the hell was are that? Are you guys as over her as I am at this oh point? I wasn't even aware of it until it was like all over the internet. Oh my God. So basically, Fiji water. Water planted a bunch of adorable girls in blue dresses and bottles of water along the, you know, red carpet. And this one in particular worked her way into something like 17 or 18 of the top A-level <laughs> yeah. pictures in the background posing. With Looking the right water. at the lens, too. She's not just in the background. She's like staring, like giving serious face. But she started to tick people off. Like, did you see Jamie Lee Curtis was <laughs> yeah, really annoyed yeah. because she's like, I was not here for an advertisement opportunity. Right. Like, I was yeah. here to pose for the red carpet. Right. And so I think Fiji, it's, in some ways, it's backfiring. Is it going to make you want to go out and buy a bottle of Fiji water? Well, I mean, no. I'm not I don't any think more you likely. Can, but I don't think you can buy this kind of publicity. Right. They are it's probably twelve million. Yeah, they are because they got like twelve million impressions or twelve million dollars worth of free publicity. So people and the woman now has been on Entertainment Tonight. Supposedly she's been approached by different agents, but she was already kind of a top model, right? Like she wasn't just some random girl they hired. Oscars actually. She should host Fiji Water Girl. Well, if they're smart, they should put her off to the sidelines, like right off someone. She should be the behind the scenes correspondent for the Oscars. So let's talk about the actual winners and about what this portends or doesn't for the Oscars. The Globes are not necessarily a predictor. Let's not forget that Madonna won a Golden Globe for Evita, yeah, right? <laughs> and then wasn't even nominated for an Oscar. What What do you guys think well, about? Uh, and also, like, let's not forget, like, there's something like a hundred people yeah, that really ultimately people. determine the whole Golden Globes. When there's thousands that will determine the Oscars, right? So and and none of them speak English. They're all members of the foreign press <laughs> right. who watch yeah. these movies with subtitles. So and, something is lost. Exactly. And I'm sure you've all been to the Abbey in L.A., right? Well, yes. three buildings down is the Hollywood Foreign Press building. It's just like it's just this little building, yeah. unassuming little Tudor style building, and they kind of romance the celebrities and the celebrities romance them with lunches and dinners and you know you saw in some of those speeches they're like I want to thank the Hollywood Foreign Press they've been so good to me you're like what do you mean they'd be good to you because I want no because they took me to lunch and like right. so it's a schmooze fest what what do they do do they write reviews in foreign newspapers is that to, their job to be a member you have to be a writer internationally but they also in their defense they do support the arts in various communities and support nonprofits this year they gave 1.2 million in grants to nonprofit organizations that support the arts and and sometimes mm-hmm. underprivileged kids who would like to be creative and don't Are have Are you trying to get a job with the Hollywood Foreign <laughs> Press boys? Hey if they're hiring I'm not, I'm not but but the truth is that is part of their function so yeah, they're that's not, nice. you know, but but um they're only right 48% of the time <laughs> oh you that's an actual fact that's an statistically actual statistic, in terms roughly. of predicting the Oscars uh, yeah and but the truth is i think in some cases it like in the case of glenn close i think this helps her quite a bit this is a film she won for the wife for the wife right. and um and if you watch the trailer, you will now say, I need to see this film. It looks so good. And I think the reason it might really help her, in addition to this great publicity, is we have until February 12th to vote if you're an Academy voter. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of time to see that. And you might not have seen it, but you probably saw Lady Gaga in her film. But Lady Gaga is playing to type. She's playing a musician. Right. Um, and Glenn Close is not playing. But I think that this could actually help Bradley Cooper because I think if some of the voters are outraged that he didn't get the recognition that he deserved in the mm-hmm. Golden Globes, this right. could be a chance to like, yeah, get that okay. vote in in, ter- did in time for the Did you see a star born join? I did. I did. And honestly, unfortunately, I really feel like all the hype really didn't it killed it i feel the same i feel like i, I probably would have loved it if it wasn't so hyped up but right. i it was just okay yeah. to me and it's the most overrated film absolutely. of the year more than bohemian oh rhapsody yeah see i love bohemian rhapsody wow. but ryan frostig who often co-hosts this show hated it so i get that there's different people have different reactions mm-hmm. to these films to me bohemian rhapsody was a cheesy biopic but it was done so well yes and rami yeah. rami rami 
Rami. Malik yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Yes. And he's not playing himself. Again, he's he's going no. outside himself. I had a hard time seeing Beyond the Teeth, honestly, in that movie. Like, I was so fixated with his mouth that it kind of took me out of the film a little bit. Um, <laughs> he's always fixating on Mal. Like yeah. He's watching Donald Trump, Trump talk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't look. I can't make eye contact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but so what do you guys think is going to happen? Do, do either of those films, Bohemian Rhapsody or Green Book, which has gotten mixed reviews. But it was like the yes. best film of the entire year. Was it? Oh, my God. But Green Book was so good. Have you guys seen it? No. I have not because of the so much. I heard so much controversy about it, especially right. with the family. Yeah. If you look beyond the controversy behind it, the scenes and watch it as a film, it's amazing. Whose family? The uh, um, Mahersha Ali uh, character? Yes, yes. His family, who I guess wasn't even um, consulted, consulted before the yeah. film. There's so much. They said there's so many inconsistencies. Right. And then, it, just to make matters worse, um, this, one of the screenwriters and producers, uh, just they just uncovered mm-hmm. an anti-Muslim tweet saying yes. that he saw on TV on 9-11 uh, Muslims in New Jersey jumping up and down and cheering on the rooftops of Jersey City. Who tweeted City. that? Um, the screenwriter producer. Oh, my um, God. And so that that's, like, that's one of the Trump delete- lies. Right. That and was. so... the. Um, the tweet has since been deleted, and he issued an apology. Especially, he's like, "I'm trying to foster an and understanding." Mahershala, and not Mahershala a- Ali is is a Muslim, correct? So, yeah, uh, I don't know. No. I don't know. I'm pretty truthfully. sure he is. Um, so anyway, th- and that's where PR can get in the way of things. You know, Eric, Lady, Google that. Yeah, um, <laughs> Lady Gaga had her own little kind of PR nightmare with R. Kelly right now, but she's yes. Like, tell us about this because I I'm, I'm, I know about R. Kelly and the docu right. docu series. So yeah, surviving R. Kelly is the docu series, mm-hmm. and now everyone. Finally, the power of television is working to get people to notice this really, really frightening pattern with R. Kelly. And now artists who have recorded with R. Kelly are being taken to task because of what, in the same way that some people thought Harvey Weinstein was kind of an open secret, they're thinking that this was the case with R. Kelly. Oh, we've been hearing about him since 2005. The tape tape has been around for a long time. And so Lady Gaga recorded a song, Do What You Want With My Body. I mean, there we go. Ironic. Well, it's not even ironic. It's like it's... She recorded it with R. Kelly? And he wrote it. Yes. So there was a performance at the American Music Awards that she, yeah, she also did a version with Christina Aguilera. And um, she has since... Who is also a rapist. No, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. But, but she I'm sorry, Eric, drink, can't hear you. He was raised Christian, but he uh, later converted to Islam. Yes, okay. Mahershala yeah. Ali is a Muslim convert. He changed so, his surname from Gilmore to Ali. They can't oh. hear you. You're not on mic. I know, but thank you. <laughs> I hear you in an ambient sense, though. Um, and so Lady Gaga has issued a, a very heartfelt apology talking about that when she recorded that song, it was a very dark time in her life, and um, she has taken it off all streaming services. Was she aware of his story when she recorded the song? Uh, I was. I, I'm not really believe, clear. You know, Did she say something like, oh, that's that's not what we're saying? Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. It does look like that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Very perfect. So, so well done. <laughs> we didn't say that. Well, in any case, yes, so she, and the 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 title of the song being as icky as it is, and the theme and the subject matter, at which, by the way, is a resounding recurring theme in R. Kelly's music. Um, when it goes right back to Elias, age ain't nothing but a number. When he was married to her, and she wasn't even you know seventeen at the time, uh, and so. She issued the apology and said she's taking it off all streaming services, basically cutting off a, a financial stream for him. Do you think she? this is enough to get her back in the good graces yeah, of I the do. voting academy? I do. When, the votes take place February... Uh, the, the voting is ongoing right now, and the absolute deadline is February 12th, I believe. Okay, so Lauren, you say Green Book is the movie that should win Best Picture. It is such a good film. If it, I mean, this is a larger conversation is, do you see beyond mm. the film and do you have to take into consideration real life factors? If you're not, mm. and if you're looking at just the film, I think Green Book is the most touching and one of the best stories of the year, personally. So what movie will win Best Picture? Mm. Ooh. Mm. That's where it gets really tricky because I still think that Green Book has a real chance of sneaking in. I really do. I think that it was really exceptional. I'm secretly hoping against everyone at this table for Star mm. is Born, yeah. though. Oh, I okay. think it's going to be Roma. Really, which I found so boring. Slow. Is that why you think it's going to win? Yes, because the Academy loves (laughs) these like incredibly artistic. They first of all, they love Alfonso Cuarón, right? He's already won. Yeah, for. Uh, he won director best, and, best director and for a film at Golden yeah. for, for, but, oh, what was was the, for? but he's won an Oscar before too yeah. right for oh, Children of Men or yeah. something oh, yeah, of something oh. if you haven't seen Roma it's like three hours it's in black and white it's beautifully photographed mm-hmm. and it's this very slow 
tale of a, of a maid living in Mexico City in the 70s with a sort of middle-class family. And not a lot happens. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of moments, very quiet mm-hmm. moments in her life and in the family's lives. A lot of cleaning. A lot of cleaning. <laughs> my mother, my mother's going to kill me for saying this on the air. My mother said, I was bored to tears. And you know, that maid had a pretty good life. <laughs> oh, we Sanks. all have one person like that. Phyllis Sanks, white woman, suburban oh, review nice. from New Jersey. <laughs> you know, because she, it's not, she isn't, you know, traumatized, except she, there's a horrible pregnancy yeah. episode, which I won't spoil for anyone who hasn't seen it, but it's really slow, but I feel like it's the kind of movie the Academy just spooges mm-hmm. over. Well, have you guys seen If Beale Street Could Talk? No, I hear that's mm-hmm. wonderful. I loved that, too. I mean, that talk about a film that you, it's in the moment you absorb it, but then for the days that follow, you keep thinking about it over mm-hmm. and over and over again, so there's some power in there. Maybe they'll sneak in. I feel that way about Mrs. Maisel. Oh. I enjoyed. I know it's a TV show. Well, I'm sorry, Joanne. What? I enjoyed the favorite. I haven't oh. seen that yet oh, either. Gosh. You did. I did. I didn't understand it. I've never felt more stupid in my entire really? life than the end of the oh favorite. My God. Oh, the you're ending leaving is yourself a, wide open when you say oh, something like that. Yeah. I literally had to go on Google and and write what did the end of the favorite mean. <laughs> I did oh, not. Understand and you were not the first one to ask. I'm it was sure. the first thing that came up when I wrote what was the ending of the favorite. Joanne, did you? Were you confused? Um, I, I. I didn't Google it, but um, <laughs> I just, I feel like it, it, it's kind of more up to uh, individual interpretation, sort of. Now, uh, did you love it because there's lesbianism in it? Mm, Is that why you're saying all this? No. <laughs> um, and Rachel Weisz. You can't yeah, really so go hot. wrong with her. Mm-hmm. She's, she did you see her in Disobedience? Speaking oh of lesbians, I think that was the film that oh. was left out that should have been nominated for Best Picture. Yes, but you know what? I, my wife and I saw that in the theater, and we were like, yes, yes, yes. And then she spit in her mouth. We were like, oh, my God. We're going to have to explain to the entire audience that we don't do this. Oh. We don't spit in each other's yeah. mouths. Yeah. That is, yeah. That's disgusting. I don't know what that was. It was weird. That would be a lot. So you mentioned Maisel, which is the bane of my existence. Right. Uh, Everyone, not only does everyone love this show, but they all want me to love it so bad. Mm. Everyone on Facebook. I don't need you to love it. I I don't know why you don't like it. I can't remember. I need you to love it. Because it's a piece of shit. Well, that's harsh. It's got beautiful (laughs) costumes. End of story. That's all it has is great costume design. It's so so silly and unrealistic. There Mm -hmm. is no woman comedian in the 1950s, nor nor was there one, mm-hmm. um, who did what she who did the material that she's doing. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's Joan Rivers." No, first of all, Joan Rivers was the 60s. Second of all, Joan Rivers did not just get on stage and just free associate. Right. It's, right. Well, I will vamp. say yes. And that's true. Funny. And she's it's not, about, not well, funny. I do think it's a fantasy. I like it as a fantasy, as escapism. So I do. We're supposed to imagine that it's funny. <laughs> yes, Everything about the show are. is annoying. Including the parents. Sorry. Anytime the parents are bickering, it's like a Neil Simon play without any jokes. Well, it is very play-like. Yeah. You know, it reminds okay. me a bit of my family growing up from like a Jewish family in suburbia. I, I got a Jewish do. family in suburbia. <laughs> a California <laughs> Jewish family, though. I know. I don't uh, understand it. I watched Brighton Beach Memoirs. Exactly. <laughs> it, it wants to be Brighton Beach Memoirs, but doesn't have any of the jokes. Did yeah. you watch the Gilmore Girls? I'm just curious. You know, I didn't, but it's, that's it's one of those shows woman, that I would... The same woman who created Gilmore Girls. Okay. Amy Sherman Palladino. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, that banter back and forth. Cause I will Tell say me why I should love it. Oh, I don't think you have to. I think it's, it... Um, Lauren, I, I know could, this is your favorite show. It's like my favorite mm-hmm. show. I think if you could embrace the campiness of it, the costumes, and know that it's written with a current perspective on something that happened 50 years ago. <laughs> That's a lot of disclaimers. No, but it's just, it's a fun, like a romp. Like I yeah. could just uh, dive in and watch like seven episodes. I will say though, as you're being a stand-up comic, I think most stand-up comics would have a hard time with it, truthfully. So, the anachronisms treating, just you, because are too you don't, glaring to me. There's one mm-hmm. scene in particular, um, which I think it's, proves that it's written by someone who doesn't do comedy is because they go to one of uh, a, a telethon and Jane Lynch's character uh, I can't remember her name is Sophie Devine I think no. she's Sophie kind of based on Phyllis so, Diller right? uh, she's actually based on another comic I can't remember her name but and and she's doing the same act and Mrs. Midge goes she's doing the same jokes I'm like yeah actually that happens that That's happens a lot like, do. they do the same set in different places because they were we do the same jokes places. for years yeah, yeah. and but so I, I think just, with your guys comedy backgrounds you might see said, it yeah. differently because because I'm yeah. just watching it for yes. pure camp. I'm not. Yeah, it's watching not a, it a documentary. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. It's just it, it, it's it's too campy and not campy enough at the same time. I will for me. say the funny thing is you all we all kind of forgive the fact that Mitch Maisel is kind of a selfish, terrible person. She's like her kids are like somewhere in a room you don't see them. <laughs> I think that's she's like I gotta funny. go. I mean, it's funny, but literally her whole life is like about whatever she wants, which is you know you kind of look past it because I think the actress that plays her is very charming. Uh, what movie should have been nominated for a Golden Globe or, or or should be nominated for an Oscar but hasn't gotten the attention it deserved? I think one of them was Disobedience. I don't. If, mm. Did you see that by any chance? Well, I've seen everything, by the Which way. Which one is Disobedience? With Rachel Weisz and Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. Lesbian love affair within like the Orthodox Joanne Jewish... Joanne is nodding vigorously. <laughs> within like the secretive <laughs> Orthodox no, Jewish community and it was like sexy and interesting and like really well acted. I, I so have read spinning. wonderful reviews of that and as a Jew, as a gay... As a, he's just telling us there's five minutes yeah. left. Everyone gets confused when JB raises his hand. <laughs> JB's like, enough! I've had enough of this lesbian talk. Uh, yeah, as a Jew and a gay, I'm very excited to see that movie. Yeah, you'll love um, it. But it wasn't, it hasn't gotten the uh, award buzz. Nothing. No. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and just say, we don't spit in each other's mouth. Thank right, you. Yeah. We know, Joanne. We heard it here. <laughs> She's very upset by this. <laughs> we well, were so confused. You know, was it like a hawker? Was it like a loose? She just was on top of her, and we were like, man, this is it so awesome. This is such a great... And then we were like, oh, God, we looked at each other, and we're like, man. It's very bonding. We felt little... like the need to stand outside the theater and say, you look, just we don't do this. Okay, right. this It's kind of like when we watch Call Me By Your Name in the Peach scene. We're not doing oh, that either. Right. Another we movie I hated. <laughs> hated. I couldn't bring myself so, to um, even So I don't think it. you guys answered the question. Which movie is going to win Best Picture? Brian? I'm going to go with The Star is Born. I'm just going to... Because somebody has mm, to say it. Yeah. I'm sticking with Green Book. Mm-hmm. I think it might be A Star is Born... Um, simply because it's both critically acclaimed and popular. But mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, my money would be on Roma. Okay. And it's a movie that like five Americans have seen. Yeah, I love the tomatoes. In Roma? Yeah. Oh, Roma tomatoes. Roma tomatoes. <laughs> my favorite tomato. Nice. Perfect. Okay, if it's between Bradley Cooper and Christian Bale for Best Actor, who are you guys voting for? Oh my God, that's so hard. I'm going to say Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale was so transformative. It is such almost, a transformation. You almost forgot that it was yeah. even him playing the it, part you, have you guys seen christian bale in, yes. in vice i haven't seen oh, the movie it, but the, the, mm-hmm. even in the trailer i was like that's christian bale he's got to stop distorting his body a little bit i mean i, I know some of that is prosthetic like right Do, like, what's the know real what he oh, he's, really he's like? hot he's like a tall skinny welshman like, with what's a his normal body he? size right mm. exactly let me tell you something an american psycho i knew what his body looked like holy really well yeah i think that he was better character but Bradley Cooper was so raw mm-hmm. and beautiful mm-hmm. in that movie too mm-hmm. I, again I thought Bradley Cooper was fine <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I, here's my feeling about A Star is Born if I may mm-hmm. I was totally in it for the first half yes. I was like this is a fabulous movie mm-hmm. it lives up to the hype to me it fell apart during the second half it just yeah. like mm-hmm. became yeah. both boring and silly the problem he also has is being nominated for director and actor often can be like people will be like well I want him to get one I mean there's a lot of weird thoughts that go into this so someone it might split the vote in a weird way and therefore he might he's not get either he's competing against himself yeah. mm. uh, well we will see what happens uh, when the Oscar well, I'm, there are a lot of questions about this Oscar ceremony yes. and mm. I'll be tuning in just to see how they navigate it without a host are they going to reference Kevin Hart Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But but my last question for you guys is, Are the, do these award shows even matter? When I was little, the Oscars was the biggest thing in the world. And it and everyone went to see those movies. Yeah. I feel like we're in a different universe we now. We are, but we're also different people. You know, I mean, it hasn't evolved much. And if anything, it's got more excessive. You know? I miss the way it used to be. I remember we used to like get to come home from school early and eat dinner in front of the television we and watch young? the Oscars. Oh, wow. And it was do such think- a big event. And now it's like there's just so much out there. And do you think so kids are doing that? Maybe it was just that we were young. I don't think most people care. Yeah, yeah I don't either. People don't watch those movies, like you said. They how- how can we watch you guys on Mindless Chatter? Follow us on Facebook. Follow us our respective names, Brian Balthazar and Lauren Roosh, R-U-C-H. Common spelling. Or Mindless Chatter Show on Facebook. It's and, all right there. And t- what do you do on the show? We just talk, talk about, about a bullshit. bunch of stupid just, like, shit. Stupid <laughs> so it's like the Adam Sank <laughs> show. <laughs> we talk about anything other than politics and anything serious. So it's a nice escape from your day. And how can we follow you guys on, on the Twitter and the, the Twitter? Insta? I'm, I'm Brian Balthazar on that and Instagram. And everything of mine is my name. Just L-O-R-E-N-R-U-C-H. Why did your parents name you Lauren? 
You know, I don't know why they got so creative because every piece of mail I've gotten my entire life is to miss or misses, and it's spelled L A U R E N. It's <laughs> really pretty. annoying. But there was a, there was Lauren Green, right? That's yeah. that Lauren. Yeah. Lauren. My yeah. mom met a guy named Lauren that she said was the nicest guy she had ever met, and so she associated it with a nice. And person. you are. That's your he real is father. known for being super nice, and I'm like, so he's like sweet, and I'm salty. Well, basically. thank you, Brian Balthazar and Lauren Roosh. I want to thank Joanne Filan. Woo! We're gonna have you back you. in two weeks. I love which it. is weird, but our schedule's fluky. So That's in two so weeks great. you will be here. Next Saturday, my co-host will be once again my sister Anna Sank Hazelman. Oh, I love that. And our guest will be the fabulous Anne Steele from the I Love My Wife podcast and from cabaret rooms and cruise ships all over the world. Subscribe to Derek and Romaine, everyone, at DerekandRomaine.com. Follow me, me, on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram at Adam Sank. Email me at Adam at AdamSank.com. Thank you, everyone. I love you. Have a great week, bitches. Yes.